Christian girl in a godless world. I am Dominique Dewar. I hope you all are doing good. I hope you're doing great. I hope everything has been going well for you. And even if it hasn't, even if things have not been going the way you would like them to or going according to plan, I, it's going to be all right, you know, and I, I understand. I definitely do. So even if you're not doing good right now, I still am glad that you're here. I'm glad that you clicked onto this episode. Um, if whether you're listening to just the straight audio or you're looking at the video, I'm so grateful for you. I thank God for you. So I wanted to get into a really important topic today. And I think this is timely, you know, because of all of what we're going through in the world, I think it's really important to talk about this. So we can be refreshed. We can be renewed. Because God, he always wants to renew us. He always wants to refresh us when we're going through different things, right? And so this episode is about how to not lose hope. And I know that for a lot of people, this may be a really tough topic, right? Because it's like, man, there could be so many things going on in your life right now. And you're like, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to keep moving forward. I don't know, you know, what God is doing in my life. I don't know what he's doing in this situation. And, you know, you, you, you may really be struggling with whatever God's will is. And that is real, you know, and I want to start off just by sharing a little bit about me and how this topic resonates with me. And I want to be able to use this as a means of not only encouraging myself to keep pushing forward, to keep persevering, but to also encourage you. And so I may have shared this on the podcast or I may have not, I don't remember right now, but I conceived a child back in 2020 with my husband and I made it to 14, I'm I'm sorry, not 14, four months or 17 weeks of pregnancy and then I miscarried and I miscarried at home. My husband was there and the day before I went to the ER because I was just having a lot of issues and they were telling me everything is fine with the baby. And then the next day, the next afternoon, I ended up miscarrying at home. And it was a very traumatic experience for me. It was very hard to deal with just the loss of my baby. Like this, this was, you know, a baby that we prayed for. This was a baby we were really excited about. Um, and you know, to have, to go through that experience of losing a child, 
you know, it was really hard. It was extremely hard. And, you know, the only, the only reason that we were able to get through it, we were able to get through just that trauma for both myself and my husband was by God and by learning how to not lose hope. Okay. So fast forward, you know, we, we have been continuing to, you know, conceive again and, or try to conceive again. And we've been, we have not been able to conceive since, you know, I lost the baby in 2020. We have not been able to conceive again. So it's been a little bit over two years now. And I'm not going to lie. I have been really struggling, not only myself, but me and my husband both. We've been struggling with just being okay with God's will. And we know that he has promised us a lot of different things. And... But we also have been told by him to trust him and to have faith and to keep persevering. And we know that to be true. And we know that when God tells us that, that he already knows the the future that he has for us. He already knows the plans that he has for us. But sometimes we can get stuck in our minds and we get stuck in our emotions. We get stuck in the desires that we have. And we say, oh man, like, Lord, I know you're saying this but i'm struggling you know i'm really struggling with being okay with your will so i've experienced this i'm still currently experiencing this now excuse me to where um i'm really struggling with just being okay with god's will and i want to be transparent with you all because i don't want to get on here and ever pretend to be perfect or pretend to have it all together and say, okay, because I'm a Christian, you know, I know how to deal with every situation. I don't ever have any problems. Like that's not true, right? I'm a human just like you all are. So when I started this podcast, when God put this on my heart to start this podcast, you know, it was never to showboat or never to say, you know, I've perfected this. No, I still make mistakes, y'all. I still have my weak moments of, you know, just being in my feelings, being in my emotions. But God has been really pushing me to be more vulnerable and to share more of those moments when I'm struggling and I really just need his guidance, right? So that's the place that this is coming from. And I know God has has more revelation here too that, you know, he wants to be revealed. But I'm using, you know, my story as an example just to show you that, you know, you're not alone. You know, maybe you're not going through my particular situation where it's like you're, you know, you desire to have a child, you desire to conceive a child, but you've been having trouble conceiving. It's been a long time. It's been, you know, years since you, you know, last conceived. And, you know, it it may not be that situation, but maybe it's something else that you've been hoping for, something else that you desire. Or maybe it's just you're struggling just through your life in general. Like, to be honest, you know, even on the flip side of of just personal struggles, like we have a lot going on in the world right now, okay? There's so much going on in the world and there's so much going on, you know, in America. Like I'm in America, so a lot of things that I talk about too comes from, you know, being in America and what I'm witnessing and what God shows me. And it's so much going on in America. And if I can be honest, it's a lot of attacks against Christians, right? You know, here at this podcast, we talk about, you know, the different things that Christians go through and how we are in a godless world, even though it doesn't make sense that we would be in a godless world, but we are. So even though God created this world, he created us, you know, unfortunately, because he's given man free will, that 
changes the tides of the earth, that changes the atmosphere, the spiritual presence of the earth and what's going on here. And Satan, you know, is doing a lot of stuff down here, okay? But he's also not able to do it alone. You know, we have to, the only way that he can do as much damage as he's doing is by getting our participation and by, you know, getting our consent to do different things or to be used by him in certain ways. Satan can only do what we allow him to do. He can only do what we consent for him to do. So if we don't consent for him to treat us any old type of way or to have us think a certain way about particular things, then he won't do it. He doesn't have any power, right? So he does have, you know, some extent of things that he can influence, but I think it gets worse when he has our consent to do it, right? Otherwise, he'll just be doing stuff on his own. And if we don't respond to it, then it's like, well, he's just doing stuff by himself, right? It's, he's not getting anywhere because no one is responding to what he's doing. But the only reason that what he does has so much power is because we respond to it, right? And it's because of our hearts. So those of us who are more prone to the darkness and more prone to bad things, we do allow Satan to use us more because that's our desire to do that, okay? So I just want to mention that. So even on top of everything that we have going on in the world, it can get to a point where you feel really weary, where you feel just really, you you know, useless. Like you don't know what to do. You don't know how to position yourself. You don't know, right? You don't know who to trust because you feel like everything you see is a lie. Everything that you're learning is a lie. You know, everything you thought you knew was a lie, right? And I've dealt with that a lot, you know, and maybe you've dealt with it in a different way. You know, maybe God has shown you things that he hasn't shown other people or that other people may not believe is true. And, you know, you're like, okay, you know, maybe you're, you're telling people about these things and people are calling you crazy or they're saying, no, that's not true. You know, what do you mean by that? You know, in any case, whatever it may be, you know, all of that can wear on your spirit and it can wear on your emotions and you can begin to feel like, you know, you're losing hope. Like hope is gone. Hope of, of a better life, hope of just a, a great future is out of sight because of all of the hell and chaos that you're going through right now. You know, I understand that. And I just wanted to, you know, briefly just give some encouragement, you know, to you all by saying that, you know, God does not want us to lose hope. Why? First of all, because he teaches us that all hope is in him, right? So if we have him, then we really have not lost hope because hope is in Jesus. Hope is who he is. That's one of his attributes, right? If we're thinking about the attributes of God and, you know, I may do an episode about, you know, going into detail about the attributes of God because I think it's important to talk about that too, just in case we don't know. And just in case those of us who are desiring a deeper relationship with God, you know, and then learning his different attributes, it's important to talk about that. So one of his attributes is he's hope. He is the hope that we need and that we have in this world because we we can't hope in anything in the world because everything in the world passes away. Everything in the world is just temporary. You know, we can't anchor ourselves in anything in this world because it'll disappear. It'll it'll just turn its back on us, right? 
So we have to have our hope and our anchor in Jesus. That That is the most important thing that we have to do. We have to have our, our hope and our anchor in Jesus. So that's why I said that hope is found in him. Okay. So I wanted to share that, you know, I wanted to share that, you know, hope is found in Jesus and we have to look to him, you know, when we're going through things, when things just seem to be very chaotic and we don't know what to do, that's when we go to Jesus. And he also tells us and he warns us that we're going to have struggles. That's another reason why we should have hope, have hope because our struggles are not for anything. They're not just to struggle. There's a purpose for for struggling or for suffering, right? And when we suffer and when we struggle, we're being built up spiritually. You can't be built up and you can't grow spiritually unless you go through suffering, unless you go through struggles, right? So that is why God allows us to go through suffering, you know, in different variations that we may all experience in our lives. He allows us to go through these things to build us up spiritually, to build us up in the fruit of the spirit, you know, to build us up in other attributes that mirror who he is, that shows and exemplifies his character, which he wants to be expressed through us. That's why he created us, right? He wanted those attributes to be shown through us so that we can encourage others, that we can bring others closer to his heart, that we can raise up his kingdom on this earth. That is why he did those things, right? That is why he allows us to go through struggles and strife and suffering to build us up spiritually. That's the only way we can be built up is by going through suffering, by going through struggles, right? So with me saying that, and I I know I've probably mentioned this before, but with me saying that, right, I know that to be true, but if I can be real, I still get in my emotions, right? And maybe you do too. Maybe you know where I'm coming from with this. You get in your emotions. It's like, you know, you know what God says in his word. You know what he is saying to you individually about your life, about what you're going through, but you still just get caught up in, you know, life and you get caught up and the different things that you're experiencing. And then for a second, just one second, you may forget what God said, or maybe you it just slips your mind and it's like, oh man, like, and then those emotions just flood in on you and you kind of break down. And then you have to be reminded again of what God said and what his promise is to you and what his word promises us when we go through certain things, right? And that's what I've dealt with. You know, I've had moments where for a brief second, I forgot and God had to bring me back. He had to remind me and say, let me remind you, like, this is what I said in my word. And remember, I told you, you would go through this. Remember, I told you, you would have these sufferings and these trials, but put your hope in me, put your faith in me and know that I'm, that everything you go through is going to lead you to a greater end than your beginning. Okay, so maybe your beginning was rough. Maybe your beginning was rocky. But if you keep persevering through the things that you're going through now on this earth, your end is going to be so much greater than how you began. And that's what I hear God saying. You know, our ending is going to be greater than our beginning. If only we would keep moving forward. If only we would keep persevering, then we are going to get there. We're going to get to the end. And that end may not be until we get, until we die, until we leave our fleshly bodies and we go to be with him in the spirit, you know, that is when we'll experience a lot of those things. So we can't think that 
you know, our expected end is going to be somewhere in our lifetime, in our human lifetime. A lot of times when God is telling us to look forward to something, he's speaking of eternity. Because we think that this human life is is as far as life goes. But no, we have to remember and be reminded that we're spiritual beings inside of a physical body. So because we're spiritual beings inside of a physical body, that means that we don't technically die. Our bodies just die, right? Our physical bodies just die, but our spirits never die. So that means even after we leave our physical bodies, when our physical body dies at the end of our life, whenever that may be, our spirit goes on and it continues. And based on how we lived in this life, based on if we gave our lives to Jesus or if we even had a desire to give our lives to him, that will determine whether we're going to spend eternity with him or we're going to spend eternity in hell right? It's all comes down to our choices. So our life continues, whether it goes in a good direction or it goes in a bad direction, right? Your life is going to continue even after you physically die on earth, right? And that's what I'm saying. So a lot of the things that God says in his word that he may say individually to us about what to look forward to, nine times out of 10, it's not always what you may experience or look forward to on earth but it's in eternity, is when you leave your fleshly body and assume your celestial body, if you do go to be with Jesus, which prayerfully, I hope everyone does, but I know, you know, in reality, everybody won't spend eternity with Jesus. And that's because they, a lot of people will choose to not, you know, spend eternity with him. They'll, they don't want to choose him at all, you know? So... I understand that and it and it hurts me and it hurts God because he because he's given us free will he can't force anybody to love him he can't force anybody to want to spend eternity with him so we just have to understand that you know when he talks about these things that's what he's saying that's that's really what we should look forward to is you know eternity you know away from this world because this world is just you know a subset of what we will experience and what God has in store for us. He has so much in store for us, in store for us beyond this life. So even if we don't get everything we want. So in my in, in my case, if I never conceive another child in my human life, I know that I'll be okay. But in actuality, you know, my flesh, you know, would be probably a little bit sad. And I'm just gonna be real. And that's where I am right now, but I'm praying and I'm keeping my hope in God that he will allow me to be content no matter what, even if I don't conceive another child. I want to be able to be more content with whatever God's will is for me. Like during this human life that I'm living right now, whatever his will is, I want to be okay, you know, and I want to be okay with him being enough, you know? And it's not that he's not enough, but he knows my heart and we've had conversations about this, you know, personally, you know, We've had conversations about this and he always assures me and he knows what I want, but he also has a will in mind and he tells me all the time to trust him. And that's what I'm trying to do. But what I'm saying here is, you know, some days it's easier than others, right? And I get that, but God wants us to keep persevering. And I want to, you know, read a couple of scriptures, you know, just to solidify what I'm saying. So the first one, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. So this is what I was talking about, about how our flesh is going to die. 
our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look to as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So that literally just proves what I said, you know, that a lot of times when God is telling us to look forward to things and when he tells us that your reward is coming, he's telling us to look forward to things that are outside of our flesh, that are outside of this material body and this material life, this material world that we live in. He's telling us to look forward to the future, to look forward to eternity because everything that he has for us, he's preparing us for eternity because we still have things to do even after we leave this earth, you all. Everything that we're doing in this life is not all that we're gonna do for the rest of eternity. This is just a test. This life that we have is just a test, right? And really it's a test to overcome our flesh. That's the whole purpose of this life. That's why God gave us a, a flesh so that we will spend our lives learning how to overcome our flesh. And we can only overcome our flesh by the guidance and the strength of God. We can't do it on our own. We cannot overcome our, ourselves, AKA our flesh, unless we have God, unless we have hope in him, unless we put our faith and our trust in him. That's the only way that we can overcome ourselves, that we can overcome our emotions that tell us we should be upset when we don't get what we want. That is the only way we can overcome the different things that we have attached ourselves to, that we feel like we can't live without. God wants us to overcome ourselves, to overcome our flesh. That is the whole purpose why we were put on this earth. And that is the test. That's the ultimate test. Will you overcome yourself? And will you give your life to Jesus? And even if you and you know, and even if you don't do everything right, which we won't because we're not perfect, we're gonna still make mistakes, even up until the day we die. You know, but where was your focus? Where was your heart? Was your heart for Jesus? Was it for his will in your life? Were you persevering even though you fail a million times? That's what God is looking for. That's what he's looking at right now in us. How well can we persevere through trials? How well can we come overcome ourselves in light of difficult situations, in light of situations that are difficult and that aren't, you know, fair to us? That's really what it's about. Okay. So, of course, I want I always mention this scripture because this is one of my favorite scriptures, and it still is to this day, you know, because it it's a reminder. Like I said, God has to remind us of what his word says and his promises to us. So Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to help you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Okay. And it's such a powerful scripture because it really is just saying that we have to put our faith and our trust and hope in God because only he knows our future. Only he knows where he's taking us, okay? So even in light of all of the chaos going on in this world right now, all of the people suffering, all of the depravity in America and other countries, all of the different things and the different structures that 
are in place that come against Christians, that come against people of faith, you know, specifically Christians, right? Against all of that, God wants us to put our hope in him. He wants us to put our faith in him and he will strengthen us to speak out, to be bold where we need to be bold. He will lead and guide us. He will tell us what to do. He will tell us how to pray, how to intercede for one of, for one another, how to inter- intercede for our brothers and sisters all over the world. He's going to lead and guide us and tell us what to do. So we don't have to walk this path alone. You know, so if you've been going at it alone, you don't have to keep doing that. You can seek God and he's going to be right there for you. Okay. And the last scripture that I want to mention today is 1 Peter 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Okay, so this is powerful. You know, God is just telling us that, you know, first of all, he's merciful to us in our shortcomings, in the times that we are not able to overcome our flesh as well as we should, as well as we, you know, could in different situations. He's merciful, you know, he's not a harsh taskmaster. He's not harsh, but he's loving, he's merciful. And he's always, you know, there for us whenever we need him. You know, we just have to call on him. We have to seek his face. And, you know, and because he's so merciful, he's caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. So because Jesus died for us, that is why we were able to be born again. If Jesus did not sacrifice himself, if he was not the atonement of our sins, we would not be born again. We would not have the opportunity to come into fellowship and deep relationship with Jesus. You know, so it was only through his sacrifice were we able to be, you know, brought closer to him and that we weren't all condemned to hell automatically for our sin nature, right? So that is what Jesus is saying here. So I didn't want to be very long with this episode, but I just wanted to share, you know, just share what what was going on with me just to give you all just a little bit of insight of of what I've been struggling with because I I think it's really important for us to share our burdens with one another. And I know God loves that. He loves when his children are able to share their faults, share their struggles with one another. We shouldn't be walking around here like we're perfect, y'all. No one is perfect without God. No one is, is even at that level. So we should never pretend to be perfect like we have it all together and I know there's a lot of Christians that do that you know they put on a face because they don't want people to know what they're really going through but we have to show each other you know our weaknesses because we're able to help build each other up you know to have more strength and to keep persevering through this life because this life is not easy and it wasn't supposed to be easy right God did not ordain this life to be easy he literally ordained it to be a struggle because that's the only way that we can learn. That's the only way that we can grow in wisdom and knowledge, heavenly wisdom, heavenly knowledge, right? So that's the only way that we're able to do that. So I hope that this encouraged you all to keep the hope, 
keep your faith in God. No matter what you're going through, whether personally or anything that may be going on in the world right now that's affecting you, keep the hope alive and it, keep it in Jesus. Keep your faith in Jesus. So as usual, I want to end off with prayer because I, I believe prayer is so powerful and it activates so much. So let us go into prayer. Jesus, Lord, thank you so much, God, for your grace, for your mercy, God. Thank you for being everything to us, Jesus. Thank you for never letting us go. Thank you for never taking your hand away from us, even in the midst of our shortcomings, God. Thank you that you never stop loving us. Thank you that you never stop providing for us, Lord. We're asking God that you would help to ignite our hope and trust and faith in you, Lord, in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our struggles and suffering, Lord, wherever each of us may be in this life. We're asking that you ignite a hope and faith in us, so that we can learn to persevere and keep going to our end, which you have said to us is better than our beginning. Lord, help us to keep persevering to that end, which we know is ultimately to be with you, to be in your arms for eternity, God. So we're asking that you strengthen us during these rough times ahead. Lord, strengthen us for everything that we're gonna face. Strengthen us for everything, Lord that we may not be prepared for right now, but that you know is coming upon the horizon, Lord. So we're asking that you just draw us close to you, Lord. Bring us closer to your heart. Speak to us, lead us and guide us. Reveal yourself to us. Reveal your plans to us, Lord. Help us to love you more than we love ourselves, God. Help us to love you more than we love ourselves, God. Help us to not look at ourselves, but to look to you, for everything that we need, Lord, and help us to love one another as you first loved us. We thank you, Jesus, and we give you praise, glory, and honor. And it's in your name that I do pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So thank you all so much for hanging out with me today. I pray that this message, I pray that this episode will help you in your walk with God to keep your hope and faith in him no matter what you're going through. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time. Bye.